Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. The outstanding Dennis Dodd from CBS Sports. Dennis, welcome back. Great to have you with us. Steve, how are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great to be with you today. Well, it certainly is uh, shaking out to be uh, an interesting week. So uh, let's start with the playoff <laughs> part of it. Uh, the Rose Bowl, it sounded to me, and you tell me if I'm wrong, uh, you're either in or you're out, so make up your mind. Is that how simple it got? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, this had been, I guess, a quarter century in the making when uh, the Rose Bowl agreed to join the BCS in 1998. They held their nose, realizing that once every, what is it, four years, they would have to give up their exclusivity to the Big Ten and Pac-12. Um, and it finally came to a head in a 12-team playoff where, I put it this way, it had come to the point where the games themselves were more important than where they were being played. Um, and that finally hit the Rose Bowl when they wanted to keep that January 1st, 5 o'clock Eastern slot. And the, the caretakers of the CFP basically said, no, that's, that's too valuable a piece of television to dedicate it to the Rose Bowl. So if they hadn't done that, they, they may have probably would have been out in 26 when they renegotiate this contract. That means that I think they get the semifinals next year, which means that this year will be the final year of the Big Ten Pac-12 matchup in the Rose Bowl, you know, unless it's a playoff game, right? Yeah. I mean, there was a, a hint of um, – from Bill Hancock yesterday on the conference call of when the Rose Bowls in a quarter final, there may be some accommodation given to them to try to steer a Pac-12 or Big Ten team their way, but you know that's going to be a function of those first round games. So uh, if they get the traditional matchup, it'll just be by consequence from here on, basically. Okay, uh, the playoff goes to twelve, and you—I mean, look—you've exhausted a lot of words writing about this over <laughs> the years. I mean, you—you you really have because you've been working hard and and going at it. Does it stay at twelve when the new contract comes up, based on what you understand, or is there an opening to sixteen down the road? That's a great question. Um, if you look at how they've structured it, there is room there to go to sixteen as as soon as 2026 because those first round games are more or less 12 days after the conference championship games well you're going to have to take two days to play four games why not take two days or three days to play eight um and get it right down to eight right away so you can go right into the quarterfinals so yeah i think i definitely think that's a possibility um you know, they're, they're going to have to wait and see how this goes for two years. But I think there's going to be, and the money will be there, certainly. Yeah. They're going to see how this how this goes, um, how seamless this goes. But I think you, you you hit on something that I've thought about already. The, the opening is there to go to 16. And this is what my thought process behind it. Yeah, 24, 25, it's 12. That's locked in. And then you're going to have multiple networks potentially involved starting at 26 and that means more inventory needed that's why i'm thinking that way yeah it's the only major sport without multiple rights holders uh it just became the 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 last major american sport to have a progressive playoff and by that i mean 
you know, a bracketed playoff. I don't really count a four as a bracketed playoff that progresses to a champion. They're the last one. And so there's going to be a lot of content, a lot of inventory for the rights holders. You know, we know who they are. Um, You know, CBS, NBC, Amazon, Fox are all going to want a piece of this. The the 12 team has already been valued conservatively at $1.6 billion um, per year. It sits at about 600 right now. So you can see what what is quadrupling the field has done just in the short term. It could be worth much more. I'm not going to pretend I know how the California border regents works, and I'm not <laughs> and I'm not going to pretend to know how much power they actually wield, because last I checked, the uh, Fresno State and uh, and uh, San Diego State, which are a part of it, are in different conferences in the Pac-12. <laughs> Uh, so December, I also think that they don't know how college sports works, and this has actually been an education for them, yeah. uh, especially when the Big 12 contract came down, because Klyovkov had said, oh, 42 to 47, and then that came down, it was 31. Uh, what is your thought on December 14th with UCLA? It's gotten very political. I, I think that the regions just want their you know, their pint of blood from UCLA, and I could sum it up real easily. I think what's going to happen is UCLA is probably going to have to cut Kalachek every year um, because UCLA is going to have advanced, uh, enhanced uh, medical, uh, enhanced nutrition because of all this money uh, they're getting from the Big Ten, and Cal being left behind is going to have to be made whole in some kind of way. And so I think that's what it's going to be. Do I think UCLA is going to be compelled to stay in the Pac-12? No, um, because the Pac-12 would be maybe cutting its own throat if they do that. Think about this, Steve. If UCLA stays in the Pac-11, it would be Pac-11, by the way, yeah. at that point, then the Big Ten has to, they have a contract with those three networks. They have to fill that inventory. Yep. I guarantee you the presidents would vote immediately to go get an Oregon, a Washington, whoever, to, that would essentially collapse the Pac-12 um, and, you know, make good on the inventory that those networks signed up to broadcast. So, no, UCLA is not going anywhere. They're going to go to the Big Ten. Yeah, and that's that's how I've looked at it the entire time. In other words, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. yeah. We want them to stay. Well, be careful what you wish for, okay, because you've got a problem here right now. And, look, I understand a commissioner who's fighting for his job here. I got it, Okay. And that and that's what Klyovkov's been doing. I just think that I, I felt like his press conference at the Pac-12 was as mellow as he's been, which I thought was interesting. Well, you mean the, uh, the preseason media day? Uh, I'm talking about the one he just had before the championship game. Oh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, there's been all this tough thumping about the Big 12 will never raid our schools. Um, UCLA will actually lose money. Going to the Big Ten, I'm not a math major, Steve, but yeah. $75 million is more than $41 million. That I know. Yeah. Um, so, no. Um, so he tried, he's tried to, you know, using the regions as a wedge, trying to shame UCLA back in. But it's not going to happen. Um, no. It's just going to be a new day. And every time they talk about this, they always leave out there is a revenue-sharing component in the Big Ten, too, which UCLA actually would be a beneficiary of. But that's another topic, another day. Uh, how do you look at this weekend playing out? I think it'll sort of be chalk. I think the yeah. top three are locked in regardless. I think the only only couple of questions there is if Kansas State blows out TCU, which I don't see happening. I, I think it's going to be a really, really tough game. 
for uh, TCU because this is a Kansas State team that I think is much better than when they played in October. Kansas State led at TCU 28-10 to um, and eventually lost the game 38-28. But they, they're a different team offensively. Will Howard, the backup, yeah. has played better than Adrian Martinez, the transfer from Nebraska by far. Uh, Deuce Vaughn at all all America level tailback is going to play in the NFL. By the way, take a look. The smallest FBS player I've ever seen on either side of the ball. It's a really cool player. Um, yeah. But, uh, Michigan, you know, I, you know, Michigan's going to outrace Purdue in some sort of way, and, and Georgia, I think, I'm in Atlanta right now, is going to be kind of a beat up LSU. And then the question becomes, you know, will USC beat a very, very uh, formidable. Utah that beat them by a point with a two-pointer late in that game in Salt Lake City. So uh, they would be at risk with two losses to the same team. And then what do you do with with Ohio State? And I think that's the only question. I, I can't see a situation where Alabama with two losses or Tennessee with two losses gets in over uh, an Ohio State that has lost once. As bad as that was last week, five plays of over 45 yards. Michigan had hit 150-yard pass all season right. until last Saturday. In yep. a two-minute span, they hit a 69-yarder and a 75-yarder. So it's going to be really, going to be interesting. Yeah, it is going to be interesting because I, I don't see them jumping Ohio State either because of the one-loss component part of it. No. Uh, yeah, and that that's that's interesting. So even if TCU doesn't make it, you think they're going to be in? Yeah, TCU loses. Yeah, I, I think there's at this juncture – I think there's something to be said for being undefeated. They've already beaten everybody in their conference. Right. In their conference, by the way, that is the only one that plays everybody. Right. Um, I think that's being overlooked. And so if they lose to Kansas State, I don't, you know, who, again, Ohio State didn't even win its division. Yeah. You jump them over that? Yeah, that's hard for me. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they're still in. Well, Alabama's won national championships and didn't win its division. So yes, I, I don't, they have. Yeah, yes, so they have. it's like, uh, you know, you bring that up every every once in a while. Um, I assume you have a Heisman ballot, right? I do not. Oh, you do not. You so you and I are in no, the same I, boat. Yeah, wow. I gave mine up in 2015 because of transparency issues, and actually wrote a column about it that won an award because oh, they will right. not let you under the threat of the Ayatollah, they will not let you write about who you voted for right. when you turn your ballot in. And that's that's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, we're sitting there promoting your award. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only reason they do it is to, to keep some sort of uh, drama there with ESPN who does the broadcast. So I, I'm done. You know, I don't, yeah. that doesn't enhance my life if I don't, right. if I have a high ballot. Well, it's interesting because, I mean, I do have a vote for all Big Ten. And I just yeah. went through a show <laughs> on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I see how the vote turned out, and I couldn't talk about how I voted because <laughs> yeah. it's in the agreement. Yeah. I couldn't say who I voted for and why and how the system actually works. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? Life's too short, and I don't need that. Yeah, I don't blame you. That's fine. If, if you have one, who would you go with? Um, right now, I'd go with, uh, I think, it's Caleb Williams to yeah. lose. In yeah. fact, if they lose, if USC loses, I, I don't know who to put in there. Who do you, you know? Do you, <laughs> I'd go, I'd go CJ Stroud second, but the, the last, lasting memory of him from last Saturday is not good. And then maybe a, a Max Duggan from TCU, TCU third, yeah, who's already won. By the way, has already won the Davy O'Brien Golden Arm Award. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how some of these quarterbacks and 
a player of the year awards are split up. So, so that's, you know, right now that's kind of chalk. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you one more and I'll let you go. What kind of uh, messages did Nebraska and Wisconsin send by hiring Matt rule and Luke fickle respectively? I thought they were two really good hires. I, I thought from the beginning that Matt rule was the best hire for Nebraska. He's a program builder. Um, I'm willing to overlook the NFL because there's, I think there's one coach that comes to mind that's ever succeeded there in recent years, and that's Pete Carroll that came from college. Yep. So it is what it is. I, I was there for his time at Baylor. Um, Steve, he, his first recruiting class included uh, their best player from Texas that they signed in the first recruiting class was a 178-pound receiver. <laughs> uh, their best recruit was some sort of offensive lineman who was the 258th best player in the country. Yeah. And three years later, that with that class, the foundation, they were in double overtime with Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship game. So that, that's all I need to say about that. It did the same yeah. at Temple for most of the first. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a heavy lift at Nebraska because Nebraska has profound talent issues, I think really uh, visibility issues. The average recruit doesn't know who Tom Osborne is. It's cold in Lincoln. And guess what? Nebraska went from, oh, we just have to split with Wisconsin and Iowa to win the West to, I guarantee you, by this time next year, it'll be a single division where you're going to have to beat Ohio State, Penn State, and or Michigan to get into the top two. So it gets harder. Yeah. Um, and then Luke, Fick, Luke Fickle was, yeah, I mean, it's, it's native territory, the Big Ten. It's a place he can win, higher resource. Yep. Um, look, this was a guy that was courted by, what, USC. LSU every opening last year, and, and he feels comfortable there. I, I think because Paul Christ has got, kind of gotten crusty, but an old a guy that won seventy two percent of his games. They're going to have to get a more balanced offense. They'll run the ball, um, but they'll play defense better too, and that says a lot. With Jim Jim Leonard being the interim there is great defense. Yep. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. And happy for Matt Rule. He's a state college guy and and a yeah. Penn State guy. So. There you go. Hey, Dennis, thanks so much. I know you moved things around to be with us today. Really appreciate it, and uh, happy holidays to you. You too, Steve. Thanks for having me on.